genre. Hello and welcome back to Rocky Minute, the daily podcast where we can't believe you've done this one pretty good name at a time. I'm Doug. And I'm Jason. And joining us all week, we have all the way from Victoria, British Columbia, the one, the only, Ryan Rabalkin. Welcome, Ryan. Yes, thank you. Wow, you actually said Victoria, British Columbia. That's uh, an honor because I don't know if you've done that with all your guests where they're from. So this is special that you did that. Not always, but I hear it enough because you plug your your town (laughs) time and time again on your own podcast. Wow. Okay. (laughs) Fair enough. No, no, I'm just kidding. Uh, No, it's good. It's, It's true, though. Ryan, as as everybody should know at this point, is from the Going the Distance, the Rocky series podcast. Well, yes. you're, you are covering all the Rocky movies, but in a slightly uh, more fleshed out way than we are. I don't know. You guys, uh, it's funny. Our shows are very similar, and this either should excite your listeners or make them not want to listen to my show. I'm not too sure. <laughs> uh, it, it'll make them want to listen. Okay, good. Uh, because uh, we, yeah, we break down things kind of scene by scene, so we go through the movies one scene at a time. If that makes sense. So we so we don't de- definitely don't break down minute by minute, but some minutes we do break down. Some scenes we'll take, you know, you know, one episode, or we'll do like five scenes in an episode. It just depends whatever the mood we're in as we're talking about the movie, where we are. Uh, but we're about to start season five, which is Rocky Five. But so by the time this airs, we would have already had a few episodes out with. Rocky Five, and I'm really excited to talk about Rocky Five because it's the most divisive Rocky movie, I think, by far. By yeah. far, divisive. That's another word for sucks, <laughs> sucking. Wow, there's the divisive factor, right there. <laughs> ladies and gentlemen. No, Jason Hayes. I think it was. I think it was. Who were we talking to that changed my mind about Rocky Five? Rocky, I think um, it was Scott, Scott. Carelli. Yeah, 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 I think it was actually in this dining room that that might have been. Last, I think it was last, last season. Year. Jason, can I ask? Sorry, I want to ask Jason a question. Yeah. I'm really. I want to say first off that I'm a fan of your guys' show. So I'm not a guest on your show. I feel like I'm really excited to be on your show. I listen to every episode. Of course, I I love Doug. I'm, I don't love Jason because I don't know him yet. Uh, but uh, <laughs> I always want to ask Jason a question. There's stuff I, I can't wait to talk to Jason about some stuff. Um, I hope it's stuff that happens in this minute because we only discuss it minute by minute. <laughs> I'm kidding, go ahead. Okay. Well, now you now you're getting me going already. Early in the here we go. So. This whole idea of not talking about future events, it's not a bad way to go, and I believe it's a good policy to go by. But there's some discussion points that you guys are talking about, which I think would have worked had you been able to explain the reason why their actions are happening in this minute, because it hap- something happens later in the movie. So what, what, are, what are your thoughts on that? When something legit has happened in the minute, and you're, and you're actually asking the question to the audience, why is XYZ doing this? Well, we know the answer. So what's your thoughts on that? Uh, well, see, the, the thing about doing it minute by minute is that we may know the answer, but in this forum that we do this in, minute by minute, we can explore other possibilities, other directions they could have went in. So yes, we know the direction, but we, it gives us the opportunity to be, maybe they were setting this up or setting that up. We can speculate something that's going to happen in the future, even though we, we do already know it. Mm. But it gives us the opportunity to discuss just that minute in its, in a vacuum and, uh, and, that's it. That minute alone. So we, you know, like I said, sometimes we say, "Could this happen? Could that happen? Are they setting this up? Are they setting that up?" And then later on, we find out. But we can. I, I don't mind going backwards. So when we do find out what actually 
they were working up to in a certain minute or a certain sequence, I can look back and go, oh, so now we see how that all worked out and how they set it up perfectly and how it, it all worked out in the end. So going back is okay. I just don't like going forward. Because if we go forward, like we have, let's say we had somebody on three weeks ago and we they got into coma discussion. We had a whole discussion about the coma. Then I feel like we come to coma minutes and now we're talking about it. I feel like I'm repeating myself. I'm saying like, I just talked about this already because the last guest, who was that we had on that just couldn't stop talking about all the fucking movies and everything. And I'm like, what the hell are we going to talk about when we get there? Because we've already discussed it all. And I, and I, you know, it's a minute by minute. I want to, I want to stay as true to the format as possible. Well, I'm glad I asked because your listening audience wants that answer because I'm a listening audience member. So now you've clarified that and uh, it's now canon on the show. Canon. Congrats. There you go. Any other questions? <laughs> no, I, I know there's one thing that I know that Ryan wants to wants to go over and I want Ryan to go over this with you because he left me a voice, a couple of voice messages <laughs> about how this drove him crazy. And he said he could say it much more eloquent than Is I can. Is this forward so. or backward? It's, it, it's definitely backwards. It's this. Okay. It's, you know, it's. What is well, it? yeah, okay, so as a listener of your show, and now this is going to be weeks ago by the time this one comes out, but people that are listening will know what I'm talking about. You've you've asked the question, and you seem to be um, not too sure about Rocky's intention mm-hmm. for fighting, and you're concerned about the money issue, and you say that the writers have gone back and forth, and they should make it black or white about why he's fighting. Um, now, let me just... So what's your concern? Why don't you bring up your concern first about his reasons for boxing? I'll, then I'll, I'll answer to it. If you still have because them at this point I feel, in the show. I do. I feel as though um, there's times when, when, they're, when they're making it seem like when Rocky and Adrian have a conversation about money and Rocky talks about, well, you know, we can't – we need – I need to fight to make money. I don't, he doesn't want to work in the pet shop really. Uh, she's working part-time. They can't make ends meet. And um, I feel like they – Rocky's kind of leaning towards I have to go back to fighting because I need to support my family – now, especially since we have a baby on the way, or a baby now, even though he doesn't really care that much because he hasn't gotten to see it yet. But um, so I feel like they they do that, and then I feel like there's times when when Rocky's talking about like when he go when Mickey comes, no, when he goes to see Mickey, and he goes, you know, I just got to be around it. Where he's saying that this is in my blood, it's in my soul. I'm a warrior, I'm a fighter, and I need to be around boxing. I need to box again, and I'm not. That's my problem. Is I don't I I feel like okay. in my opinion, I feel like they're bouncing back between the two, and I don't have a real clear reason as to which one is forcing him to go back. And it actually gets even more cloudy in a couple se- in in this these minutes. So this okay. is good that you're bringing this up because it's going to be even more cloudy when right before my what is honest to god my favorite rocky moment, a moment that still gives me chills to this day, probably one of the greatest it would probably be one of my top 10 greatest film moments ever. Right. But right before that, I think my argument of this house going back and forth is even clouded even more. So go ahead. Okay, that's that's awesome, and I've got answers, in my opinion, as to all of your concerns. And I, I understand your concerns and your confusion about it, and I think what it comes from is you as a viewer, you're taking actually Rocky's journey t- literally in that he is conflicted about the whole process because he himself is – you're right. He is a fighter. He needs to be around it. It's what he knows. It's what he's best at. He might not even be the best boxer in the world or of all time, but it's all Rocky knows is how to throw punches and how to take hits. But at the core of this issue right now, new in his life, is his wife mm-hmm. in that Adrian is the most important thing in his life. And so he's conflicted with being truthful to himself and, tr- and so what's happening right now is he's lying. He's lying to Adrian and lying to himself about him not wanting to box. 
And the idea of the money is exciting, sure, in that once he once he decides that, you know what, I'm going to be honest with myself, I want to box, I want to fight Creed. He wants good things. He wants good things. <laughs> he wants he wants he so there's nothing there's nothing actually mysterious about this. He wants everything. He wants to box. He wants his family to have good things. He doesn't want to see his wife working in a pet shop. But at this, before we talk about this minute cuz something's about to happen, yes. Uh, you know, he's now being honest with himself, but the problem is that this honesty with himself about who he really is is at odds with Adrian and what she wants for him. And so he's conflicted because he wants the box and he wants to have good things and he wants his wife to have good things. But at the same time, the he doesn't want, he doesn't, things. you know, yeah, he wants the kid to have good things. But Adrian doesn't want those good things done this way. So that's where the conflict is between us as a viewer. He's always wanted a box and he's always wanted good things. He doesn't want to be a bum from the neighborhood. He wants to get out of this neighborhood. And so that that I don't know if that makes sense. That, no, so you're, you're, right, actually, you're right. I said something the other day, I believe it was, where I said yeah. that it could be – one other thing that I was thinking about was it could be that it is in his heart and his soul and his blood and he's he wants to fight and he wants a box mm-hmm. and the money could just be a way – of portraying that to Adrian, like, you know, listen, I want to do this for myself. This, no, the boxing part of it, I want to do for myself. The spoils that come from the boxing part of it, the money is for all of us. It's for us as a family. So he's accomplishing both of them simultaneously. He's getting what he wants and it's helping out everybody as a whole. So it's kind of like, could be used as a way to sell it to Adrian, but in in deepest of, of of his heart, it's because he wants to fight, but it has nothing actually, my argument is actually not about Rocky, though. Okay. It's not about okay. what Rocky wants. I think we all know what Rocky wants. I think Rocky wants a fight. Right. Mm-hmm. My argument is about how it was written and directed and how it's portrayed. Because they, like I said, they own, the only reason that we know um, mm-hmm. generally that they're having money problems, like I said, is because of what is the conversations between Rocky and Adrian. I said this, and this is why I hate going backward and forward because you keep repeating yourself. Sure. I said in other episodes, like, there's no, like, like I feel like there should be a montage of like them obviously running out of money. Like in the book, it talks about how one night Rocky comes home and there's a, a delinquent mortgage notices piled up at the door, or you know, like I said, like they go to you know, obviously not in the seventies, but you go to the store, you go to buy something, your credit cards decline for lack of funds, like mm-hmm. some kind of other evidence that they're having money problems. The only, like I said, the only reason that we do, I mean, he did sell his, his car to, to Paulie, right. but there's not a whole lot of evidence showing that they are having money problems except for what they say. So I feel like the directors mm-hmm. were, I, I feel like they, they it's a, it's a more how it was written to go back and forth between money problems and, and heart, money problems and heart, money problems and heart. But I don't think it's, I, I'm not arguing Rocky's conflict. I think as a human, we could all understand what Rocky's going through right now. You know, he, right. he wants to provide for his family. And in or, and the best way for him to do that also happens to be his favorite thing to do. It's something that he wants to do. So it's like it's all together. Like I want to provide for my family and I want to fight. I could do both things at the same time. So why don't I do that? Oh, because my wife doesn't want me to because she cares about me because I have medical problems going on and she doesn't want me to fight. It's like a this is a pretty common you know, right. you know thing. I'm sure a lot of people go through, but. Mm-hmm. So it's not with Rocky himself. It's just with the writing of the movie, the direction of the movie. I kind of feel mm. like I wish that. Let me let me ask a question. Would Rocky take the Apollo Creed fight if it was for, if there was no money involved? It was an exhibition. Like Apollo said, listen, there's not gonna be any money. I just want to see who's the better fighter. Let's just go in the ring, two men, nothing aligned, duke it out and see who's better. Would Rocky still take the fight if Adrian supported him? I think he would. Well, she, right, well, she doesn't support him yet. I, <laughs> no, and I, that's a fair question. And I think I'm. 
like I'm not a hundred percent sure. I'm probably about seventy to eighty percent sure on the Rocky character that I seem to know in my head. I think there's enough personal pride still that he pride still that he may have just taken that fight. But but that's a, that's a good question and that's a fair question. But obviously the money is a huge. He's he's now looking at this fight as a provider for his family. So it's it's not so much just the pride. And that whole uh, Apollo calling out Rocky was just icing on the cake for Rocky to get back in the ring. I think he wants to take care of his family. I mean, this is an issue. Go, talk about going forward in time. This is an issue that's going to come up in Rocky Five. And well, this uh, is the also whole, one of the things yeah. that can illustrate my point. I'm going to break my own rule here going forward. Is you go to Rocky Four, where Apollo right. Creed didn't need to fight Ivan Drake. He had everything in the world. He was rich. He had the swimming pool with the tennis balls and the dogs like he had everything right he had it all and when and him and rocky are having the conversation like why do you do this and he gives the whole speech like we're warriors this is what we do that was a man who i I need to fight Mm -hmm. it's it's this is what i need to do i have everything it doesn't matter if i can't fight then the pool and the house and the wife and the kids who we never see again like they don't that all doesn't matter to me if i can't fight i need to fight right yeah um rocky when he goes to russia to fight drago you know there was a little more to that with a revenge kind of backstory, but th- that was the same thing. No money on Christmas in Russia. That was a, I need to fight this guy. You know, this, this is, I need to, to in some way, uh, I forgot to, I don't, I don't want to say avenge Apollo, but, but, Sure, but yeah, uh, that's what it really some, was. It was uh, it was revenge. I'm looking for more like a even the score. No, 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 not even even the score. Like I need to do something for my friend who died. So, so this my honor? friend got killed. I yeah, I need to, I need a way to honor him to 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 honor his life, to honor his thing. And the best thing I could do is go there and do what I know how to do, which is fight the guy who killed him. Like that's what I need to do for my friend. Mm-hmm. So even in that case, like that was a guy who money didn't matter. Where right. it was didn't matter. Nothing mattered except for the fight, and that's kind of. I and I feel in this situation, I, I don't know if that's what I. Maybe that's what I want. Like in a way, like I want a guy to just be like, "Listen, Adrian, I'm sorry, but this is who I am. You knew this when you married me. I tried, mm-hmm. and I can't do it. I gotta go fight." St- uh, you know, whatever. No, it's good. I, I think it's good. I, I guess uh, I maybe this is the the danger of minute by minute. Uh, that Doug's brought up a couple times, <laughs> like it's ruined movies for him, uh, because you, yeah, that's a that's a deep dive into his thought process. I think it's just as simple as he doesn't want to hurt Adrian, but he wants to be true to himself. And when this scene that we're about to talk about is going to come up, that's what breaks all the boundaries, all the chains are broken. Now finally, he has both. Well, we'll talk about. It. So let's yeah, let's yeah. get to the minute. Why don't we get into the minute? And now I have a question for you before we... Yeah, of course. No, this actually involves the minute. Okay. This is just you know something we've discussed with our past two or three guests, I believe. Yeah. Since, since you've been in the coma, we've been discussing this. Yeah. Um, and you having... How many kids do you have? Six kids? Yeah. Would you have seen the baby while Adrian was in the coma? Yes, of course. See, I, I can't find one other person in the world except for Rocky that wouldn't have gone <laughs> to see the baby. Yeah. I, I just... I Wait till you hear... When was yesterday's minute? When you're listening, no, last, no, last Friday's right. minute, the one that it's going to be on I mean, the Friday before this one's on. on. I went on a tirade about this guy not going to see the baby. Yeah. Like, I don't know how. Sure, fair enough. <laughs> well, don't repeat it because we're going to hear it. I'm going to hear it. Before. Yeah, and I don't get it. I just want to hear it before this. Oh, my opinion? Well, I, I, I think it's just done for dramatic effect. I think this is another issue of just. For a movie, for the purpose of the movie, they're seeing the baby together. But in real life, I would say 99 of 100 husbands would see the baby first. Yeah. I think it's just a dramatic effect for both Adrian and Rocky to see the baby together. Um, yeah. I, I, but you're right. It's – yeah. I think it's just a story trope. 
Okay, let's get back to the intro now to the show. How many minutes are we in? 10, 15 minutes? <laughs> this is great. Yeah, this is great. Nin- 19 minutes. 19 minutes. All right. Well, we'll what, 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 before, before we... what minute are we knocking out today? <laughs> today we're knocking out minute 86, <laughs> which begins with Together and ends with, <laughs> with Rocky feeling great. It is and And 86. just to jump in one more, one more is I've been discussing, or we've been discussing this this plot thing of the money over the you know the whole thing that we just talked about yeah. we've been discussing this and I, I've been waiting for someone to not to offend all of our past guests waiting for someone to have this conversation and no one that's why Ryan should be doing this show and not us no but I it's good no, though no. because I you know I've been waiting for someone to jump in and say you know this is what I think about this we haven't really I don't I don't go go back and listen but anytime I bring it up I, I don't think it's um, I, I think it like each explanation kind of raised more questions than answers. Yeah, and I, and I think generally guests in the past have just been like, yeah, you know, I can see that. Yeah. And I'm just like, what? Not to offend. No, I just oh, offended yeah, all of our past guests. No. But anyway, all right. Do some clever knock editing six. on this one. Yeah, my bad. I was on the wrong minute. So my no, no, no. That was, I'm, I'm happy. I'm, I'm glad somebody. All right. Well, last minute, Rocky told Adrian that they needed to see the baby together. But we find out now Paulie has already gone to see him. Uh, he tells him uh, the kid's a winner. He's got four arms. Right, like him, uh, like Rocky. We said it to Mickey. Like there's a lot of there's a lot of more Paulie and Mickey interaction this movie than in the past. Wait, who's he saying the baby has forearms like? Like Rocky, but he tells it to Mickey. I thought he was telling Mickey he got forearms like you. Like he had had forearms like Mickey. No, I was like, is that an insult to the kid? (laughs) Old man, (laughs) forearms. (laughs) Oh yeah, wait a minute. That's a good. Is he saying for the number or four arms? (laughs) <laughs> that's a good question he's got four arms let me just let me listen to this part real quick here he says this kid's a winner he's got four arms he like says you, no mickey. he says he's got forms like you mickey i think he's saying his baby's no, got what? four arms like mickey i think he's saying he's like a little but he says he's a winner but then he's got four arms like you mickey is he talking about yeah but like, he's he's this, pointing a champagne bottle at rocky he's drunk <laughs> i love it you see what he's got around his uh his uh, vest there on a button on his vest when oh, yeah. he got wrapped around little boxy gloves, <laughs> little baby boxing gloves. <laughs> They're adorable, aren't they? <laughs> That's hilarious. And then he's got what five or six cigars in his pocket. Back in the day when uh, when men got to hand out cigars in the hospital, they don't do that anymore. Yeah. No, we talked about that too. Yeah. They weren't even in the delivery room. They're just in the waiting room handing out cigars to all the other expectant oh. fathers. That's the glory days, man. I've had six kids, and I, you know, I never wanted to be in the hospital room ever. I don't. Really? Birth, birth is not beautiful. Oh, it's disgusting. <laughs> the whole, the whole, the whole process is disgusting. The whole, I, I don't need to see this. I don't want to be around it. The screaming, the crying, the pushing, the, the, uh, the sweat, the poop, everything. I, I just. That's yeah. <laughs> It's true. It's, the baby no, it's comes a thing. Out, yeah. <laughs> the baby comes out. It's all like white covered goo on it. And they're, they're slapping it's it. Gross. They're breathing. They're making it breathe. And I don't know. I, I would have been happy had they bring out the baby just like this, you know. And I get the, you know, all cleaned up, nice and quiet. But Well, it's, of course it's cleaned up. It's been at least a couple of days since the baby's been born. Like a sure. week. How long do you think the coma has lasted? I figure like a week. Uh, well, he's enough that he's got some stubble. So it's about seven to ten days. Mm-hmm. That's what I was thinking. Yeah. And he hasn't slept a wink in, in that time. Did you guys talk about Polly? Why he didn't bring the flowers in the room when Rocky was in there with Adrian? Did you guys talk about that? We didn't do that minute yet. Yes, we did. No, not when he comes to the flowers and and then tur- turns back Dude. around. Oh, we haven't we haven't talked about that minute yet. <laughs> we we, we, uh, we haven't recorded it yet. Order? Yeah, yeah, we're a little. Yeah, we haven't done those yet. Oh, okay. So that's kind of weird. So you guys, okay. So this is kind of like weird. Um, Make sure you talk about it. 
because that's that's actually <laughs> well when you hear this we already did talk about it but yes. right now we haven't talked about it yet well what what i found in the book was how how devastated paulie was about the whole adrian being in a coma thing okay we'll save that for your coma week um well we already talked about it your... so we can we can go back we can oh. touch on it again well, you talked about that one. Okay. Well, I, no. Geez, I don't know. I don't know where you guys I, are. I mentioned it with Jeff. <laughs> so I found in the book about right. Paulie being devastated about Adrian and her state. And, uh, you know, he's devastated. He's depressed. He doesn't want to see her that way. That's why he, he doesn't go back in the room. Oh, okay. I thought maybe it had something. Because I've seen that scene a thousand times. And I always just thought because Rocky was in there with her. Because he, mm. he came with the flowers in hand to give to Adrian. But he left the flowers outside the room after seeing Rocky in there with her. So I didn't know if that was he was just he wanted alone time with Adrian or he wanted to give them alone time. But he leaves the flowers on the on, you know on the seat or whatever and just walks away. It's kind of weird. Like I would have written it like, uh, oh sorry we're sorry Rock to disturb you. Here's some flowers for Adrian. I'll, I'll leave you guys alone. And then he walks out, but it seemed like he was hurt. I would hate to say butt hurt by the by the scene, but he seemed to cry. <laughs> it almost looks like like if. If you bought flowers for a girl and you were going to her house to bring them to her, when you got there, there was another guy there already. You <laughs> <laughs> just, just put the flowers down and leave. Yeah, that's what it seems like when you watch it. Now, that's, again, just a, without the book. Now, can I speak quickly to the book for for Jason? So, Jason, you keep asking that the I, book I watched your uh, is, thing you sent, the thing you posted. Oh, oh okay. Yeah, I follow well, people on Facebook. I'm not an animal. <laughs> <laughs> well, I don't know. I don't know what you. Well, your listeners might not be all of them. Might not be on uh, Mighty Mix. Jeff Ferry just cleared that guy. Say we can say well, Jeff Ferry also just oh. said something the other day about. Okay, so Jeff's probably knows more about it than I do. I just uh, my understanding is novelizations of screenplays are you know it takes time to make those novels and they can be filming with the screenplay at the same time that a novelization is taking place of that screenplay. So edits will happen to the movie, you know, so basically it's, that's why the movie uh, novelizations always say based on the screenplay. Mm -hmm. So basically whatever the final product of the movie is from the screenplay could be completely different than what is the novelization of the screenplay because two different things are happening. There's no deleted or, or deleted scenes in, in a in a novelization, you, you can go as full and as big as you want because it can expand on on the screenplay, whereas the movie has to cut this scene out or that scene doesn't work. So a novelization is kind of like the director's cut in a way because it will just explain and do everything that the screenplay is saying. And what will happen is that novelization will come up before the movie's released often, and thus there will be some differences between the final product of the movie and what you're reading in in a book. And uh, what's the other one? Um, there's another thing. Oh yeah, and then you you keep getting mad at Doug for uh, having Rocky's point of view, mm-hmm. and then uh, and then the story of Creed. The book doesn't have to be all first person. Right. I think there's more than more than one book out there it can be a first person story, uh, and then another person story through the third person view. But that's just that's my. No, opinion. I actually Jeff Ferry just cleared us up mm-hmm. Friday. Oh, okay. If you listen Friday, he said it's a weird. Just passed. He weird said technique. that. Uh, the you know where, where you're writing a book is like a narrator who knows everything, and then the, and then a first person character. And he had mentioned how this this particular novelization was written bouncing between the two, where sometimes it's a narrative, sometimes it's right. and so that cleared that up. So I, I'm I'm so okay. no more words about the book from here on. I out. still hate it, but um, I like to watch the movie. Um, but there's a lot of things. My other problem with the book, Jeff Ferry cleared up those problems, so I'm I'm okay with that now. I've accepted that. And this is what I like. I like when guests come on and say no, because we don't know anything about books or anything, movies really. or anything. Wow. So I like when guests come on and they say, well, this is the reason for that. And then I can say, okay, now we know that and we can move on. But the other, the uh, one of the reasons I don't like the book is there's a lot of scenes. Well, there's a lot of scenes in the book that are not in the movie, 
And I'm glad they're not. Like, what was yeah. the one we were talking about? Sure. When yeah, was, yeah, yeah, when, yeah. When Gazzo brings him to the nightclub. Yeah, that, that yeah, was yeah. A sure. Terrible scene. But there was other ones when when Rocky was with Adrian um, after they got married and they were walking oh. home. And and in the book, Rocky brings up he mentions Apollo Creed. Like, yeah. did he still think about Apollo Creed? Adam. And I don't want I want Rocky the way he is in the movie to when he's after the fight when he got married. It's all about him and Adrian. He doesn't care about Apollo Creed. But we see Apollo Creed obsessing over Rocky. I want it that way. I don't want mm-hmm. Rocky to be obsessing over Apollo Creed yet. At that point, so I I like that. Yeah, no, it's good. Yeah, the books. Uh, I th- I would say, yeah. I mean, I used to read novels, novelizations of movies all, all the time back when I was like a teenager and stuff. And I would always do it after I saw the movie because I looked at it as almost like a director's cut, deleted scenes. And there's definitely stuff in books that, yeah, you're like, oh yeah, I'm glad they didn't film that. So, anyways, let's move on to this minute. So, yeah. <laughs> well, I, I want to. I, I speaking of the book, I'm going to read this little part about Paulie. We should just cut this right now and make this its own you episode, know, and then and then record. Actually, minute I, you know, no, I, no, this, this minute is probably not much in this minute. Really, they introduced the baby, and that's what yeah. it. I've already read this part two weeks ago, so. Uh, oh, you did? Okay, sorry. okay. Don't have to cue that uh, cue that rock music. Not yet. Uh, well, I mean, the nurse brings a baby in. Oh, let's get to there. Okay. Uh, I have, you know, I, ha- I have the uh, notes about the nurse, but there's not much. Her real name's Fran Ryan. She has 145 acting credits, mostly TV, an episode here and there. And she passed in 2000 at the age of You're 83. Oh. oh, she looks like she's 83 years. So good for her. <laughs> she aged well. And we have the baby. You see that, uh, you see that nurse that is beside the nurse carrying the baby, there's a an extra there. Mm-hmm. That's the, the doctor. Second seven. Is it? Are we talking about the doc, Dr. Yeah, Cooper? She's the, uh, yeah, did you bring her up in a previous episode? No, no. Okay. So Dr. Cooper, her name is Rutania Alda, and I interviewed her yes. on our show. Mm. And she was the one that came in to tell Rocky and uh, Polly that Adrian had suffered some complications during the delivery and that she was in a coma. So I, d- I interviewed her. Uh, she's done a lot of movies in Hollywood. She was uh, in The Deer Hunter. Mm-hmm. And she was also with uh, Burt Young in Amityville Horror Part 2. Burt Young? He yeah. Was in Amityville he was in Part, part two. 2. Really? Yeah, yeah. So anyways, she's awesome. She's a wonderful interview. So look on our show for that interview because uh, she's great. And she talks about her time with Sly and all that good stuff and other Hollywood elites like Al Pacino and what have you. I re-listened to that after you uh, mentioned it to me like last week, I think. Okay. And yeah, it was a great interview. Um, I, I listened to it probably a year ago before we started this Rocky too. Right. So I, I forgot they even interviewed her. But I'll post the episode on my mix when, uh, when this episode airs. Oh. You're a good man. Yeah. You're a good man. Well, I mean, that's what we do, right? Help each other out. I love how she walks in with the baby, and she's got that little, <laughs> little voice. <laughs> she's all, like, proud of herself, carried this baby in. Well, she already knows, know. knows the baby more than Rocky right. and Adrian. <laughs> she's probably been taking it home for a week. <laughs> yeah. She's probably nursing it. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's a whole other movie, the creepy nurse that pumps. It's <laughs> like... You ever watch that movie, The Hand yeah, of Yeah, that's what I was thinking about, yep. Oh, I love that scene where Rebecca DeMore pops out her boob and versus uh, the other lady's baby. And like, yeah. There was a story recently <laughs> <Sorry>. <laughs> somewhere here around here. I don't know if it was around here. Somewhere in the United States I was reading where a, a nurse just got arrested because she was breastfeeding other people's babies on the, in the uh, nursery. She was all the, so she, they just locked her up, arrested her or something. Like recently? recently? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It just came out a couple, maybe within the last two, two or three months. Wow. Oh wow! 
Okay. I don't know why you'd want that, though, because my wife breastfed for like two weeks. She said it was like the most awful thing in the world. So I don't know why you would do it if you didn't have to. Right. Then Mickey goes, is that it? That's it's really unimpressed. I, I love his reaction. <laughs> he shrugs. You think it's because... It's like, yes, yes, Mickey, that's a baby. Like, what's all idiot? the hubbub about? Yeah, yeah like, like he's not the least bit impressed by this. Not at all. Well, the baby himself, I'm sure. You know, not everybody probably does know this, but that's Sylvester Stallone's real child. Yep. Sergey Stallone. Serge, now, you say Sergey. I heard... Actually, I've I looked high and low sure. for Stallone talking about <laughs> I him. I it wrong. Okay, Sergey, Sergey, Stallone. I never heard Stallone mention it, but I did hear some. I guess some uh, autism foundation did yeah. a, a a thing about celebrities that have autistic children, and she called him Sergio. Oh, maybe I'm saying it wrong. Sergio Stallone. Maybe I'm saying it wrong. I mean, it's it, Sergio. Typically, is spelled. S-E-R-G-I-O. Mm-hmm. It looks like it would say Sergio to me. Yeah. It's S-E-A-R-G-E-O-H. S-E-A-R? Uh, like Seer. Seer. G-E. G-E. O-H. Seer G-E-O. Oh, yeah. Seer G-E-O. <laughs> yeah. Right. Can we talk about the fact that Sly never talks about this kid? Yeah, please. <laughs> That's it. <laughs> <laughs> okay. I mean, we know. No, but my what I know, and, I, and I'm only saying this as he has his reasons, so we can only speculate. So that's all we're doing. I haven't heard from anybody. I know Sergio, Sergio Stallone, his firstborn from his first wife, uh, I believe mm. her name was Sasha Kazak or something like that. Yeah, that was, that was uh, a, um, he was after Sage. Sage was born in 76. No, Sergio was first. Oh, boy. We're gonna have to duke it out. We could. We don't have to duke it out. We just was he? Oh, maybe what? What? Uh, this was. This was. Sage was born okay, in seventy six. Whatever we want to call this kid, Sergio <laughs> was born February fifth, nineteen seventy nine. Oh my bad. Okay, so I always thought he was first born for some reason. Okay, so yeah, so Sergey, uh, he has a some sort of autistic disorder. Yeah, there are a few. I think pictures of him on the internet. There is one on the internet that's fake. Usually, if you if you punch it punch it in, it comes up. And it's not him. But yeah. there's like a wedding. There's a wedding photo or wedding party. I don't know whose wedding it is. Um, it might have been uh, it might have been Sage's wedding. And uh, but that being said, anyways, uh, my understanding is is that he's you know he has special care and he's still alive and he's in that special care. Why Sly never speaks to him or the condition? I mean, he certainly spoke about Sage, who was born by the same mother, and mm-hmm. Sage obviously in the movies and movie business. But why the autistic child is never spoken of at all? It's you can only speculate, but it would be, be weird. It'd be like if I never spoke about my handicapped kid, people might wonder why. Why don't you ever yeah. – like what's wrong with having a handicapped child? Now, I'm not saying that's what Sly's doing. I'm just saying I don't understand the ultra privacy. The, the, it's like it's almost crazy privacy for this kid. He did a, like a little – like a 10-second PSA years ago, probably in the 80s, where uh, you know it, it was like for an autistic uh, autism foundation. Or it's just okay. like, you know, if you suspect your child is autism, call this number um, okay. or something like that. And we know the Rocky Four robot was actually created for Sergio. That was my other thing is. Okay. Sorry. Uh, no, no, no. Um, I was going to say, like, we know he cares about him because the, the right. robot really was was largely used because his son was on the set of Rocky Four a lot. And he was he went bananas over the robot. Yeah. So the, ro- the right. robot was like. Uh, I, isn't it today? It's still used for um, 
for for that. Do you have to purpose. listen to my interview again? No, I my did. I did. You have so many interviews. <laughs> I'm sorry. It's hard to... Yeah. So for your listeners, if you want to go check out, I actually interviewed the uh, creator of the Rocky robot. His name is Robert Dornick. And yes, the the sequel robot is used today all around the world, like in high demand for autistic children. It's an amazing piece of equipment. So again, something from the Rocky franchise, still mm-hmm. touching the hearts of people. It's amazing. Yeah. It's really cool. So you people out there, a couple uh, I, I have in mind that call it, it uh, Rocky's robot there's i know it makes me angry <laughs> does it <laughs> not angry it's, but it's, it's it's i hate to say it's disrespectful but it was created for a child yeah, who has autism i know no and nobody really knows that and it's all in good fun anyway so uh oh i know i know but um they they didn't find out that he was autistic until he was about two years old and he was okay. largely non-verbal as a child but with the money that those are the best kind those are the best kind of non-verbal. kids non-verbal yeah. <laughs> <laughs> once they start talking they don't shut up but once uh, you my, know, my kid's at a weird stage where he 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 was a late uh, talker, mm-hmm. so he didn't talk for a while, and then we wanted him to talk. Now he's at the stage where he doesn't shut the f- up. Mm-hmm. He talks nonstop, yeah. but we kind of we don't understand what he's saying <laughs> most of the time. So <laughs> this is awful part, but his sp- you, you need to get him a Rocky robot. <laughs> but uh, his speech therapist swears us that pretty soon he's he's very close to the cusp of being able to be understood. So mm-hmm. we understand most of what he says, but it's. There's some shit sure. we're just like, what? 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 Just- yeah, and then there will come a time where, yeah, he won't, you won't want him to, yeah, you're going to want him to stop talking. I do now. Like I said, he's not, <laughs> we don't understand. What, now it's, but it's even worse now because I don't understand what he's saying. He doesn't shut the f- up. Imagine, you know, I, I was, I would rather at least understand him and not, not want him to shut the f- up. Mm-hmm. So go ahead. I can't believe we've done this. <laughs> is he really, is he really ours? Like, you done I can't this. believe, I can't believe you've done this. Yeah, I popped the thing out a few days ago there, bye. Really? <laughs> yeah, but she has no recollection of it. Yeah. He's lucky her. She thanks him. He thanks her. It's like, you know. I, oh, they uh they go through the whole name thing. What do you want to call him? Yeah, we don't have a name. We don't which is not uncommon, but it's kind of uncommon for parents to really not have any names yeah. thought up before the baby's born. It's to, to for it to come as a shock, like Rocky seems like shock, like we don't have a name for him. Like you knew he was coming for nine months. Like you you at least I'm sure you, most couples have this conversation. Mm-hmm. I know our kid's name was picked out like three months before he was born. I have I have a note here that says Mickey's face, second thirty six. Second thirty six, thirty seven. He's like he's got like a half a smile on, like <laughs> or, like, or he's having a stroke. <laughs> Is he having a stroke? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he looks pretty. He looks pretty beaten he up here. Does but he's like just like Paulie's when Paulie's like, oh, Paulie's a great name. Mickey's just sitting there with that like half smile on for like a statue. He might be That's his deceased. Madam, so wax. <laughs> wax, <laughs> wax Mickey. He does look something's wrong though. When Paulie's when Paulie's like, yeah, when Rocky's like, well, yeah, Paulie's a pretty good name. He's like, oh, yeah, Paulie suggests his name Paulie. Like, there's no way in hell they're going to name that's, this kid no, after But Pauly. Rocky's too nice to be like, there's no goddamn yeah. way. Yeah, I agree. A- Adrian goes with them. What about after the father? <laughs> yeah. Um, Wait, Charlie, our next door neighbor? Sure. Yeah, I know. What do we call it into question here? But then he goes, then he goes, uh, Rocky Jr. And we're still left to believe this Rocky is not his name. It's not his birth and name. So, no, it's not his. Uh, and the kid isn't never called Rocky. He, as we know, Jumping ahead of movies, he's referred to and known as Robert. Mm-hmm. Thus, that is Rocky's real name is Robert. We were supposed to, at this point, know that Rocky's real name was Robert. Wait, when was Sergio born? 1979. 
February 5th, according oh, to... Oh, Sage was born. Who was older? Sage. He's so 1976. Sage was from 1976. Well, Sergio's older now, I think. Oh. oh. <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> In a podcast where we cross the line regularly, Ryan, that was just too far. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just kidding. <laughs> Wrap this up. <laughs> oh my god! Uh, you can cut it all. What, what, what are you going to do? I'm just, no, I'm just, I'm just saying. <laughs> yeah, I know. Uh, for those of you that don't know, Sage passed away at age 36. I want to say due to yeah, uh, heart disease. Uh, and that, yeah, and that's going to be a tough subject. Not in a not in a hard way, but just uh, to navigate as we talk about Rocky Five and our season five coverage mm-hmm. is just talking about. It's just gonna be tough to watch every scene with father and son knowing yeah. this child's passed away. It's it's yeah. I, I've thought about that. It's like boy, it's good. I can only imagine how Sylvester might feel with that movie now. Is he happy about it that they have that on the screen together, or is it just heartbreaking? I wonder, or a bit of both. I uh, there was an interview after the f- maybe Expendables two came out where it was, you know, all the Expendables guys with uh, that was getting interviewed, and the interviewer asked, it was right after Sage had passed away, and the interviewer mm. asked Rocky how he's holding up. Jesus. And, you know, I mean, Rocky, uh, Rocky, Sylvester Stallone is, you know, he's like, oh, you know, it's tough, day by day and everything. You could tell he was bothered, I wouldn't obviously. Even, I wouldn't even ask that question. I wouldn't even ask that. Dude, you know, reporters are assholes. Slider all our reporter fans out there. <laughs> yeah, all, all two of them, one of them maybe. If that. But yeah, I, I you know I don't know going back because I, I actually he, the kid was in daylight too, right? I yeah, think. I actually was in daylight part one. And uh, was there a part two? <laughs> no, stupid joke. He's in daylight. He said he's in daylight. Too. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> uh, he was in daylight also. Yeah, uh, and after um like oprah did an interview with sylvester stallone and and sage at the same time right. and i when i was looking up information about sergio stallone i watched that interview and i was like oh man that kid's kind of dead now yeah, and it, it's sad to watch because you i mean you've seen pictures ryan of of like rocky and sage either on the set of, of rocky five yep. where like there's one in particular rocky's holding i keep calling him rocky where sylvester stallone's holding a cigar and like him and and Sage are like embracing. It's a very touching right. picture. Well, there you go. I mean, they 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 loved each other, and it, it's an unfortunate loss. And uh, yeah, I wonder if there's yeah, more to that heart disease thing. We're gonna dissect that more. Yeah, well, I'm sure you guys will too in your coverage. Can't wait to hear it. In two years. Yeah, three years. Three, yeah, it's a long time. Long time. So she says that. Yeah, he looks tired. Yeah, go get some sleep. No, I feel good. He plays that tired thing pretty good. He does look. T- <laughs> Friggin' tired. Well, he's directing the movie too. <laughs> yeah, it's <laughs> pulling double duty. Uh, I guess that, that brings us to the end. What? Sergio. 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 Let's say. Would you put in the, the type to speak thing? Yeah. Sergio. Hmm. There you have hmm. it. Huh. I would never, never thought that would be Sergio. <laughs> All right. Tell our fans, Ryan, about going the distance. Okay, so, yeah, we've been out for a couple of years now. Uh, we just uh, hit the uh, 100 episode threshold. We're above that by now. And uh, we do interviews, as uh, has been to- talked about. So if you just like interviews and you want to hear something different, go check out our interview episodes. They're all c- clearly labeled as such. Uh, if you like uh, Dissection of Rocky, like we're doing here, well, here, like our show, too. It's my Done With My Brother. 
Uh, Doug has guest host a few times as well, as well as uh, Craig and uh, Matt's been on there from uh, Ramble Mania. So we all the Stallone fandom people uh, have been on there as well. So anyways, yeah, check us out. It's good. Uh, the Rocky Series podcast, Going the Distance. That's what it's called. On Facebook, Twitter, blah, blah, blah. Their, their coverage is awesome. And it's not like you're going to hear double the Rocky talk no. because I don't listen to their movie episodes past the point of where we are. So I'm not influenced on their uh, footage. Footage? Does it matter? You forget er- You forget everything anyway. Apparently, yeah. I mean, I, I have listened <laughs> to all your interviews. <laughs> and I forget half of what they're about. But, this buggy, this um, no, it's, it is a great show and, you know, Ryan and, you know, I don't hear much from Ruben, but, uh, you know, Ruben. you guys are good friends of our show, me, me and Ryan and, and Craig Cohen do that, uh, Stallone movie review once a month ish. Yeah. And that's, that's, uh, it's, it's starting to get some legs. I think we're getting, getting some heat behind those. Yeah. They're, they're yeah. We'll, we'll say that for our Friday plug. Why don't we do Ooh, that? I like that. A teaser. All right. But our stuff is uh Rocky minute on uh, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram. Mighty Mix is our listeners group on Facebook. We have an email, rockyminute at gmail.com. You want to buy t-shirts, we have a public site. Uh, you can find the link to that on our uh, Mighty Mix listeners page. Duelinggenre.com is our host website where uh, there's us. There's a bunch of other minute-by-minute shows, and there's some original content by Scott Corelli and Nick Jimenez. So uh, yeah, go check all that stuff out and join us tomorrow. When we uh, cover 87, minute 87, on a new episode of Rocky Minute. What are we waiting for? Take this! You know what's funny? Are you recording right now? I am, yeah. Okay, just for your uh, little outro crappy thing. Crappy thing. <laughs> I was actually thinking about that today when I was listening to the episode. Uh, I'm all cut up as per normal. Nice. And interestingly enough, you brought up my name today saying that I would be on this week's of recording. So that's kind of weird. Yeah, a little meta because we recorded yeah. that like a month ago. Yeah, very meta. So, yeah, the fact that I listened to that episode of the day that we would be recording is pretty, uh, pretty neat. But that being said, I asked for the coma scenes. You asked for the coming out of the coma, the, the no, wake up scene. No, I, I asked. I specifically wanted the challenge of the coma scene because I hate the coma part so badly that I took it. I, I took it upon myself to make it a challenge to talk about. Really? It. Yeah. I, I must have misinterpreted it. I thought you said anything but the coma. That's funny. No, no, no. It's it's all good. So when you told me where I had, I was like, "Wow, this is like gold stuff." I mean, this is like easy stuff to talk about. This is this is the good stuff.